Cash on me. Shotty blow my phone. That's corny. That's a no no. Hey, welcome. Welcome to barbershop.talk. This is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about today on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Alphaway Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Alphaway Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk. All righty, yes, yes. Welcome aboard, welcome aboard. Welcome back to barbershop.talk podcast. All right, now you know, Casey, that this podcast we talked about whatever they talked about in the barbershop on Saturday, mm-hmm. and so we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. But I will tell you this, audience or our listeners, you know it's football season. Yes, it is, and it's playoff time. So our big conversation in the barbershop was about the game, the playoff game. Yeah. Now uh, let me go ahead and repeat those. I think it was San Francisco and Seattle. Jacksonville and the Chargers, Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, and um, Cincinnati, who? Baltimore. Baltimore. And then I think there was a final one. Was it? Um, no, it was two more. Dallas and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Minnesota and the Giants. Yeah. All right. So now we have some what we call, well, we don't call them. They call it themselves that they're supposed to be football experts. <laughs> they're the only ones that call themselves that. <laughs> okay. <that's, laughs> I think you're right. Now, on top of that list, there's Mr. Logic, right, who thinks he knows football. He has it all analyzed. Yeah, that's what he thinks. That's right. He's the guy with all the numbers to tell you when to go when fourth and fourth and one. Uh, and then we had another that also think he's an expert. Uh, his name was Mike Mike. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You may remember. Previous guest on the show. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. He was the one to answer all those questions like on the, the family feud thing, right? Correct. Now, I don't know why he thinks he's an expert in football. He did very well at Family Feud. He might be well-rounded, J-Rod. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. And then we have two uh, in the shop that we just know are experts. There's no question about it whatsoever. They have a proven track record, and, and that is Casey. Mm-hmm. And then we also <laughs> have J-Rod. <laughs> if you don't mind us being humble. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we know that they are football experts. And then we have uh, another um, uh, uh, guest or a customer in the shop uh in his name well you know we, we'll call him tiger woods because he's an excellent golfer well he can't golf but also he has some pretty good humor so i was thinking about tom and jerry so because <laughs> 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 that was the old cartoon character right <laughs> so he got pretty good humor so i don't i'm debating if we call him tom and jerry or or tiger wood okay so uh hmm, we got we got to land on that somewhere down the line all right but uh Tiger Woods and uh, Tom and Jerry is the same person, the, the same fictitious uh, football expert. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me do this. Let me do this, Casey. Uh, we're going to break it down game by game. 
How's that? Yeah. Now, also, listeners, uh, you can double check and see how the experts, how you done against the experts. You can tell us who you have won this game, and this is uh, uh, prior to the game. Of course, you picked out the winner. So the first one was uh, San Francisco and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what was the outcome of that one, Casey? Because I know you was keeping keeping the score. So, well, the 49ers won. It was a blowout. Um, and I will say that uh, uh, the entire panel picked the 49ers uh, to win that. Oh, wow. Yeah, there wasn't no suspension there. Oh, that's the fighting music of the game. It is on. All right. Now, you said the uh, uh, everybody had the same one on that, right? Yeah. 49. Yeah. All right. All right. So, okay. Everybody got the 49ers. That is quite all right. Let me see what we have here going on with our little machine here. So, everybody had the same thing there. So, we're good there. So, then the next game was Jacksonville and the Chargers. Yeah. This is one of those games that separates the men from the boys, Jay Rock. Oh my goodness! All right, who's the who's the winners on this one? Name them off one at a time. Okay, well you, Jay Rock. I was the winner. Yeah. Yay! Yay! I was so happy. <laughs> All right, what else do we have here? Um, myself. Oh, oh, that's pretty good too. <laughs> and there was one more. Okay. Uh, and that was uh, Mr. Lodge. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, so that means we truly have some experts, but that means that we must have Mike Mike and also Tom and Jerry. They lost? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. All right. All right, so we also say okay. All right, now we're gonna move to the Buffalo game. Tell us about that Buffalo and Miami. Okay, so uh, Buffalo defeated Miami, and everybody selected Buffalo across the board. All right, so we always victorious on that one. Okay, all right. How about the next game is uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore, I believe. And Cincinnati defeated Baltimore, and once again, uh, everybody unanimously selected Cincinnati. Well, way to go! <laughs> All right, all right. We're winners, all right. Then we have uh, another game. We had Dallas and Tampa Bay. Uh, yes, we did. And uh, the Cowboys defeated Tampa Bay in really a, a, a blowout. And uh, everyone unanimously selected Dallas for that game. Okay. Then we rocking and rolling there. Everybody got the Dallas game. And now how about Minnesota and the New York Giants? Well, I got to say, only Mr. Logic correctly predicted that the Giants would beat Minnesota. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Apparently, he had secret data he didn't share with everybody mm. regarding that. All right. Well, it looked like Mr. Logic was victorious when it comes to Minnesota and the Giants. And yeah, actually, Mr. Logic was correct uh, with each game. What? Yes. Uh, I'm looking here. He, he had the correct uh, pick in each game. So he's six and zero. Oh. Six and zero. Oh. Okay. All right. The Mr. Logic is six and zero. Oh. 
How about Mike? Mike, I had him down here as four and two. Is that right? Yes, Mike is uh, Mike. Mike is four and two. All right, and how about KC? KC is five and one. All right, okay, all right, all right. How about uh, J Rod? Also five and one. Oh, we must think alike. And then how about uh, Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry is four and two. All right, all right, four and two. So at this point of the playoffs, it looked like Mr. Logic is winning so far. But not far behind is Casey and J Rod. Yeah, you know, we just we let him have his moment, you know, but uh this contest goes throughout the duration of the playoffs. So ain't nothing like coming from behind. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's like the tours in the hair. Hey, you know something? I'm going back to that uh, uh Dallas and Tampa game. Did Dallas look good or what? They did, but now that could be fool's goal. What do you mean? Well, Tampa Bay is uh was really uh, one of the worst offenses in the league, not just in the playoffs, but in the league. No, wait a minute. Now. You, you, you're talking about Tom Brady's offense was one of the worst? Uh, yeah, because this is not the Tom Brady that we're accustomed to. Um, uh, in fact, he threw his first ever red zone interception in the playoffs, and it was simply because he was fearful of getting hit. You know, so the Tom Brady for the last couple of years, in my opinion, have not really performed that we historically have seen out of Tom Brady. Yeah. Now, I, I think he was actually pretty decent last year, but there was a significant drop-off in his uh, ability this past season. Uh, see, that's what we did for last year. I don't think he was all that sharp either. In fact, because of his bad play for the last few years, uh, other people are shouldering the blame. Are they trying to blame other folks for his failure? I think that is true for this year. But, uh, Jay Rod, I got to mention, I have to, to mention that uh, last year, uh, I think he may have led the league in, uh, in passing yards. Well, he may have, but he didn't look like he used to. In fact, let's see what Shannon Sharp had to say about uh, uh, Brady. I told you this. I told y'all this on Tuesday. This was coming. Byron left, which is going to lose it. Yeah, um, that he was going to lose his job because Tom Brady played bad this year. And now, also to be clear, he's talking about the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and also uh, he was also a when we talk about his offensive coordinator was a quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. very effective one at that. So, all right, I just want to make sure that our audience understands. But but now he is about. talking about. Shannon Sharp is talking about Brady's play for this past, well, not well, not previously. Well, this past, our, our listeners can hear this right because he's simply saying because of the bad play of Tom Brady, and every time that Tom Brady has something bad, they blame it on somebody else. That is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about what you what you talked about last year. Did you think you have a good year? If you think that, you think that, and I have a different opinion, and that's okay. Okay, but so let's finish listening, okay. to Shannon Sharp. So instead of Ted saying Tom Brady played bad this year, he did not play like the Tom Brady that we expected him to or the Tom Brady that we had known to love and uh, uh, know and love, Byron Leftwich. So the same guy that led you to three division titles, the same guy that called every single play when you won the Super Bowl, that same Byron Leftwich, now he lost his job. Because why? It's always, if Tom Brady does not succeed, it's always got to be somebody else's fault. It's never his fault. Now remember, Byron Leftwich was so good, 
Tom Brady got Bruce Arians out of the head coaching job and bumped upstairs because he got tired of the hard work that he and Byron was doing and B.A. was coming in there late to the show and with a little red marker, he was crossing this out and exiting that out. That's the same guy. That's the same guy right there. Byron Leffert sitting next to him. I feel bad for B. I feel bad for B. Let me tell you why, Skip. He had an opportunity to take the job at Jacksonville and because they wanted to put their own general manager in there and not let him bring his own, yeah. he turned it down and went back. Now, the likelihood of this man becoming a head coach is not very good. It's slim to none. And slim ain't on no diet, so he gaining weight, so it ain't going to happen. Man, this is, this is, this is some bull jive. And they know it's some bull jive. Tom Brady's responsible for that man losing his job. I told you this. I told y'all. Now, that is what I love. This, this, is my, this is my perception of Tom Brady. And that's not to take away his wonderful career. But. When Tom Brady has a good year, is Tom Brady had a good year, he did this. They don't anybody on the team don't get credit for it. They don't talk about the offensive line. They don't talk about the people who help him. It is Tom Brady. But when he has an off year, I agree with Shannon Sharp. Uh, it's somebody else's fault. And to me, that's how the media uh, can create heroes. They create perception. Because every sport that I looked at, they created superheroes and they created villains. And a lot of times their performance has nothing to do with it, uh, just like Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was a great baseball player, but for some reason the media vilified him and tried to put a stain on his career. And I think that the general media refused to put a stain on Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, he, he's Captain America. Now, traditionally... Uh, the NFL and the, and the media have always gave, given way too much praise to the successful white quarterback and never uh, the responsibility uh, when they don't have success. Uh, never responsibility for their failure to them. They're attached to some other reason. But now, in regards to this particular situation, he did say in terms of Brady's play, Shannon Sharp twice said this year. Well, yeah, he he did, yeah, uh, and that's true. And I'm not like I said, I'm not going to put a stain on his career, but sometimes he had a very successful year, and they forgot about the ten other players on offense that contribute to that year. Right, right. So, uh, it, I mean, it was just like Peyton Manning, and and Lord knows everybody knows I'm a Peyton Manning fan. Love Me him. too. I love. But him. he always got way too much praise for the success of the team, and never enough of the uh, the blame. For the failures of the team. You know, that's an excellent comparison. You know, because I have to say that Peyton Manning's success, I want to say Edron James was a big contributor to his success and Marvin Harrison, the receiver. Yeah. Uh, but they put Peyton Manning in the class all by himself. That's a good comparison. You know, now that we're talking about um, culture, because that's what we're talking about here, the difference of different cultures. You know, um, I'm switching gears a little bit on you, KC, because I, I love comedy shows, right? Love comedy shows. And, and a lot of times when I go to comedy, if it's a, a African-American com uh, comedian, they're talking about, well, they're dogging out a lot of times, white folks, right? <laughs> and, and it's funny because we can relate. What do you think about that? Yeah, and I think, uh, and actually, most of the comedians, uh, I ain't gonna say they dog out white folks, but what they do is they point, they point out 
uh, difference in cultures in black and white communities. Because mm -hmm. they'll say they'll crack jokes on, on on black folks as well. Yeah. And 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 now you're starting to get some white comedians that do that. And I really like that because even though the stuff is funny, a lot of it is based on uh, observation and truth. You know, I, I think that is absolutely right. And I love the way you say it's based on observation because that's what it is, somebody's perception from their angle. But I have to have you listen to this Caucasian or this white community, uh, a white comedian talking about cultures. It is very entertaining. I, I have to I have to play this for our audience. And audience, you tell me if you think it's entertaining or not. Now, we do have cultural differences. Cultural differences, just different ways of doing things. Ain't no reason to be afraid of each other. Ain't no reason to hate each other. Just different. Black people and white people, we smoke weed different. <laughs> white folks take a hit, pass it on. The brother hold on to that shit till Tuesday. We've got a different approach to designated driver rule. White folks will pick a designated driver. He don't drink. He's gonna make sure everybody gets home okay. Black people, designated driver is the motherfucker that owns the car. <laughs> when we go to a hotel, white folks check out. Black folks leave. When we're in a restaurant, white folks pay the bill, leave a tip, go home. Black people got to discuss the check. <laughs> What's this gratuity? Nobody ordered gratuity. Fuck that. White folks mad at Tiger Woods because he had all those affairs. Black people mad at Tiger Woods because he let a white woman beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Black people always threatening to kill their children. White folks actually do. <laughs> and you might have noticed, white folks went crazy about Mike Vick, the quarterback. Oh yeah, white folks hate him worse than OJ. Because white folks, we do understand killing your wife. <laughs> but don't fuck with our pets. <laughs> oh no, white folks buy a dog, it's in the family. We'll have us sleeping in the same bed. Kiss it on the lips. Black people let your dogs be a little more independent. Let it wander around the neighborhood and shit. <laughs> now we do have the vet was hilarious. Yeah, those are some 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 good observations. Yeah, the, the good observations. I just love the way you said that, Casey. We're gonna talk about this more, but we're gonna do it right after the break here because we got to pause in our program to recognize our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor is always with us from time from from the beginning of time to the end of time. They stay with us. Hey, it's a party out in my head. Hey. I want on the beat already. Know. It's a party out in my All right, this is a spot in our podcast that we stop to recognize our sponsor. That's right. 
We'd like to recognize King Cap, the owner of Out The Way Studios. He has several organizations under his umbrella. However, the one that he is most proud of is his custom-made t-shirts. That's right. If you want any of his service or want to find out some information about what he can do for you, go ahead and email him at kingcap317 at gmail.com. And we have to introduce our second sponsor. That is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. Located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. If you want good things to happen to your hair, come in and check out our master barbers at 421 Barbershop. Okay, and then we also have our newest sponsor, Superior TV. Their motto is, get everything for less than basic. That includes all the cable channels, sports packages, premium movie channels, NFL, NBA, pay-per-view, music choice, network television. Get it all for less than basic. Contact PY Enterprises at 317-801-8692. All righty. Now, you do know that uh, um, 421, the barbershop, took the uh, this new sponsor offering consideration. We are in the process of trying that. There's one thing we can't say for certain. You do get it all. There's no question about it. You get the sports channel. You get the movies channel. You get the cable channel. You name it, you see it. Yes. So that part is true, and it is less than the cost of education. How's the deal? <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm going to switch gears on that because now I'm going to talk. We talked a little bit about that culture thing. I want to continue our conversation with that, mm-hmm. if it's okay, because I know, Casey, you and I have been talking over the years, and sometimes we have a perception or, uh, from our observation. What are some of the observations you see the difference between uh, uh, blacks and whites? Uh, okay, well, let's say... Uh... Traffic signals. Traffic signals. Yeah. So white people obey traffic signals. Black people see it as an option. <laughs> Is that why we get more tickets? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, well, let me tell you about one of my observations. I'm going to ask you for another of yours. See, when it comes to pets, in particular dogs, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference between. Uh, uh, black and white now the first is the naming of the dog yeah right? now i have caucasian friends white friends and uh they have dogs and they normally name them after people human names mm-hmm. you know i heard ricky was a dog yeah. i heard uh tom or tommy was a dog but black folks not so much yeah yeah we don't yeah, yeah. There's, there's certain names set aside dogs in our culture yeah, because, you know, I, now when I was growing up, here's a couple of names of dogs in our neighborhood. One one was Killer. Killer. Yeah, everybody knew Killer. <laughs> and then there was a dog, it was, was Coco. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, and then Fluffy. It was a dog <laughs> named Fluffy. See, that's what we named dogs. We didn't name after people. <laughs> King, Queenie, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. No Biff and, you know, Buffy. <laughs> None of that. Now, I know another difference between the culture. Then I'm going to bounce right back to you, Casey. You can tell me some more. But normally when it comes to the white folks, they know their breed of dog. Right? Mm-hmm. I'll say, what kind of dog is that? And they said, it is an American foxhound. I said, whoa, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you know, they might have said it is a golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it seems like to me that they know, you know, the English terrier dog. But when it comes to black folks in our neighborhood, uh, we say something like, uh, it's a German Shepherd mix. Mix, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I eat mud. <laughs> we are yeah. always have some type of mix. Yeah, I, our dogs generally not purebred, whereas <laughs> white people, they, their dogs not only purebred, they know the lineage. They know who the father and the grandparents are on both sides of the, you know, for the dog. For the dog. And and and, and ours, you know, we have no idea, you know. Know a guy that was selling something, <laughs> but it kind of looked like a poodle mix. <laughs> yeah. The dominant feature is a poodle mix. <laughs> that is so true. Now, you have any other uh, uh, perception from uh, from your time growing up? The difference between the two culture of white and black? Uh, probably many, but but one I'm just going to throw out there right now, since we are talking about dogs, is that. Uh, Black people do not have pit bulls. They don't? No. We have pet bulls. <laughs> <laughs> they call them pet bulls. I'm like, you know what's a pit bull? Yeah, man, I got this pet bull. <laughs> so I, you know, you just let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is funny. Well, maybe a pit bull is what? They, they, we call them pet bulls. Pet bull. <laughs> All right. Okay. To me, that's funny. I don't know why that's so funny. All right, well, I'm going to jump off of this uh, culture between black and white, and I'm going to hit a little bit of culture when it comes to uh, males and females, because there seems to be a disconnect uh, about males and females. And so I want you to hear this, and you tell me if this is a disconnect or if you can relate to this. This is what I want to know. Now, as a, as a male, can you relate to this? And as a female, can you relate to this? I just can't take it no more. I'm getting a divorce. My wife is out after midnight every night, going from bar to bar, driving me nuts. I can't take it no more. Well, what's she doing? She's looking for me. I just can't take it no more. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's a major misconception, right? Yeah, because, yeah, you know, when you're hearing it, you're thinking of a certain thing, right? And apparently, like, he's cramping my style. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was going with him. I said, "What? Your wife is out every night, jumping from bar to bar." <laughs> but then it came down to it, where they are talking about um, uh, looking for him. All right, you're going to go ahead and uh, uh, we can play a little bit about the translation. Yeah. Okay, translation. Uh, let's see if we have this one. I, I believe that. Uh, that particular one is coming up. Hey, are you the wife translator? Yeah, what are we looking at? Hey, thanks again for coming out. I mean, I didn't think I'd need a translator since, you know, she speaks English. Yeah, it happens to a lot of guys. Don't worry, I'm here to help. But she just keeps saying the same things over and over again. I mean, I don't know what she's talking about. Okay, I'll take a look into it. Oh, I got this terrible headache tonight. Yeah, she's got a headache a lot. She's trying to tell you, don't even try to get any action tonight. She's not in the mood. Really? What if I got naked and like shook it around violently? Would that get her in the mood? You know, that's actually a really great idea. No. How come we never talk anymore? There she goes again. What is she talking about? I feel like we talk all the time. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. She feels like all you do is talk about stupid stuff. Kids schedules, work, the house. She wants to know you have an interest in learning about her again. 
her inner world, her stressors, her desires, the way that she feels loved most. How is she doing emotionally? What is she excited about? What are some dreams or goals that she has? That's so much talking. And she wants you to open up and share that stuff about you. That's part of intimacy, knowing them and being known by them. Why am I the only one that does the dishes? Yeah, she says that all the time. What does that mean? Are you serious? It means why does she always have to do the dishes? I mean, you live here too. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, but I do plenty of stuff. I mean, I do the lawn. I go to work. I fix stuff around here. Yeah, but you would do all that stuff even if you were divorced. This isn't about the dishes. It's about the fact that she feels disconnected from you, that you're not on a team together. She feels alone in this partnership, and she's reaching for you to show up in this area, to show her that she still matters to you. You got all that from her complaining about the dishes? So in order for me to feel emotionally safe, I need validation and empathy from you. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Okay, remember, relationships live and die on trust and respect. When she has a hurt or a concern or a complaint, since you say you value her, she's asking you to also value her feelings and explore what she needs to feel heard and close and loved by another human. And when she tells you that she's hurting and you call her crazy and you dismiss her feelings as irrational, you're essentially breaking that trust and respect and saying, I'm right and you're wrong. I don't care about any neglect that you're feeling because at the end of the day, your feelings are wrong. All right. That sounds wow. familiar. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. I think we got even more. We're going to revisit that day, right? No question about it because the only thing that we want our listeners to do is we want you to marinate on <laughs> what your significant other is telling you. With saying that, I think it's time for us to go close out, and we're going to continue this on our next our next podcast about the disconnect between the male and the female culture. I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, go, go.